heresy, and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the War Master Horus and his three brothers, Materian, Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Estvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless after the Emperor's favored son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionnaires survived the onslaught thanks to quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio free is fun. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode... What is this, 13? Is this... Oh, man. I don't know if it's 13 or 12. You didn't look. We're going to have to restart. Edit. Hit the edit button. Abort. Abort. (laughs) I think I think I feel comfortable saying it's thirteen. Yeah, it's thirteen. Boom. You know what? Didn't even need to abort the mission. We're still gonna keep going. We're just gonna roll with it. Just roll with it. Okay. Yeah. What's going on, guys? This is uh, Radio Free Istvan. My name's Michael out of Texas, and I got my co-host Ryan here with me out of Indianapolis. Looks like he's uh, got some clippers over there. Tell everybody hi, Ryan. Hi, everybody. We are a 30K Horse Heresy podcast where we talk about anything and everything 30K. Mostly just like what we're doing. It's like not even really informative. I guess Ryan throws out a lot of like information every now and again. So like there's hidden about tidbits. stupid shit like what elevation my house is at and trigger bites. So if you like just totally, absolutely pointless information, you've come to the right place. I don't know, dude. Your little review of the Avenger last podcast was like got everybody on a tissy. So... I don't know. So good. It's so good. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I'm like letting all my secrets out. Yeah, like dude. all of them. You're making, like, I feel like you're secretly making the meta around the world. Like the whole reason you're even on this podcast is so that you could like make this specific meta of like good units that you say are good. And then you just have like the exact opposite that you're going to start running. Like, you're like, Haha, I knew lightnings were good the whole time. <laughs> Better. Well, the best thing in the game right now are recon space marines, so everyone should run as many recon squads as you can. Just run them just totally on foot. Don't worry about taking vehicles or hiding them anywhere. Just take recon marines. You'd be good to go. So I know they're not su- their support troops. Th- there's a right of war where you can just take as many as you want. So do that. Take that right of war. Max out recon marines. Good to go. That's what you should do. That's the best list out there. Scout sales just went up 20%. The Games Workshop. <laughs> so yeah, guys, we got a pretty nice episode for y'all today. Uh, we're gonna go over some hobby progress. Uh, Ryan killed it in that realm as usual. Uh, I did pretty good myself. I got a new shiny dreadnought in front of me. Uh, we're gonna actually go over an event I went to. I played a couple games. We're gonna go over that, and uh, we actually have a list to review. This is actually gonna be a militia list that we're gonna go over and. Uh, Ryan, is the guy cool with us giving his name out, or like, does he know that you're going to review his list this round? We'll just call his name's also Ryan. Um, he's on the Freebooters forum, so uh, he's a fellow Freebooter like me. Um, he's actually been to my. He came to a Budokan, so I got to meet him in person once. But he's uh he's listened to all of our shows. Uh, he heard about it through uh, me being on Freebooters and just mentioning it, and so he checked us out and really likes us. So he decided to send us a list. So, Ryan, if you're out there listening, Ryan too, not Kimmel, uh, we're going to review your list. Uh, well, actually, mostly Ryan's going to review it. He kind of tore it apart and, like, I mean, he was super nice about it. Like, he was very gentle with it, but it's it's not the same list you remember. It's like when you go off to college and you come home and you had a dog at your parents' house, and it's not quite the same dog. It's more like your parents' dog now. 
But, you know, I think you'll still like it. You're still going to have fun with it. So. I think so, too. Oh, also, this this guy, he's uh, active-duty military, and he's a computer warfare specialist. So I don't know what that means, but it sounds scary as fuck. So if, if you can figure it out who it is, I don't think you should fuck with him anyway because he's probably, like, you know, change you to, like, change all your information like Bruce Jenner's or something. I don't know what he'd do to you, but I, I don't even know what he's capable of. So just be careful. I feel like once we mentioned his list, he already, like, logged into my computer. I was like... <laughs> Doing some war games shit right now. Just watching, I don't know, some old console, some old CRT console. Like, boop, 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 boop. I don't know. Anyway, so let's just let's just kick this bad boy off. Let's start with some hobby progress. Let's start with you, because, like, you got a lot to talk about what you've been working on. You're actually still working on stuff. I can't even get over that. Just, just can't tell, even tell, compete. tell people what you're doing right now. Or what well, you've been doing. right now I just shot a Nurgle icon. It went up and didn't come back down, so that was like a magic trick that I just did. But anyway, besides that, I built two Thunderbolts for my personal militia list, and I am currently in the process of making them uh, more chaos. So I'm putting some uh, symbols on them, if I can find it, wherever it went, <laughs> and some spikes and some other stuff. So... But other than uh, building the two Thunderbolts, I also built um, five um, Meltagun guys for my Salamanders. So it'll bring my total up to ten for that army. And then I also built two Gorgons for my Militia Army. It's the first Gorgons I ever built. Holy shit, that's kind of a pain in the dickhole kit. Um, then uh, I built a second Avenger. So I... Or, no, sorry, I built one Avenger. I don't know if I talked about this last week or not. Me and you were discussing that. So I built an Avenger, but I have another one right here in a baggie. Uh, right here. Right here. Fresh for So, And then I, uh, I started clipping out. I uh, bought a Stormlord for my militia army now that they can take them with the, the new changes where they have the generic super heavy list. So I took a, I'm going to take a Stormlord so I can put my big Ogren squad in it, which will be nice. Um, and I bought just to do it, uh, because I thought it would be fun. I bought a storm blade for my blood angels and that just came in today. So I ordered, I, that came in and I ordered from blood and skull industries, the replacement sponsons, the replacement tracks, uh, all the assault cannons from everywhere to put on it. Um, and all that stuff. So I'm going to make it the sister tank to my Bane blade. Mm. Did you see today on Spiky Bits there was that uh uh that Bane Blade that was like Blood and Skull Industries out and like the title of the post was um how many guns does your tank have? And like it only had one of the pair of sponsors loaded out and I was like, That's cute. That is a that's a cute tank. <laughs> <laughs> and I posted your picture up of your your uh Bane Blade with the assault cannons, the 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 Bane blade, the the Blood Angels Bane blade. This dude. Well, it was a Hellhammer when I could take a Hellhammer, but now I can't do that anymore. So now it's an illegal Bane blade because the Bane blade is the only damn super heavy that can't take heavy flamers instead of heavy bolters. But that's being remedied. I'm switching it over to a uh, storm sword. So or not a storm, what the storm blade, storm the storm, blade. the one with the big, the strength ten AP one ignores cover cannon. Oh, that's and storm then sword. Then it, yeah. Yeah, whatever that one is, that one 
with the storm blade, knife, hammer, fist, storm, talent, whatever they call those things. <laughs> uh, it'll so it'll be legal at that point. So you just gotta just gotta do it. Love you some storm sword, man. That's gonna be like the shortest range tank. That's like the perfect uh, siege tank right there. Just what six sets of assault cannons on it and it'll have four four twin linked assault cannons on the sponsons a twin linked heavy bolter on the hull because you can't switch that to heavy flamers uh a or actually i don't think yeah that one has heavy bolters and then um a a pinnel assault cannon and then the then four last cannons and then the uh whatever you call the main gun the, the big siege gun the big blast gun i don't, I don't know what it's yeah. called either but i'm glad that oh, it's just gonna be brutal like what do you even how do you even live through that i mean there's no reason for you even have assault cannons if you're gonna be putting these big ass fucking templates everywhere a 10 inch 10 one template because it's because it's super heavy bro i can shoot it at all different stuff i could it's, be like this unit gets these assault cannons this unit gets these assault cannons these tanks get these last cannons, and then this big blob infantry unit, like your Death Star unit, gets this big giant strength ten AP one ignores covers blast. Could you imagine like being the the poor guys that are manning the assault cannons? Like I I imagine there's like some commander that's like launching this ten inch blast, like destroy that squad, and boom, nothing's left. Kill the stragglers, and they're just like cleaning up, <laughs> like all the poor little stragglers are just unloading on them, like in fury whenever they're shooting the uh the dudes like right in front of them like that's how i imagine that must be must be brutal being a poor little tank well what'll be cool is when i write up an onslaught list for the army and run both the Stormblade and that at the same time that would be cool you should do that so yeah it's it's the i'm tired of having so many friends let's do this type of thing no you'll be all right You'll be all right. People still love you for it. Just because it looks so good. Just because that beautiful ass red. You'll be good. Paint them gold. It Paint will one look gold. cool. It will look cool. Should go with the gold route. The, the sanguinary guard route. So the other thing uh, that I'm working on is I talked about being a member of the Freebooter Forum. So every year as Freebooters, we get together and just hang out. Normally we like rent a house somewhere or whatever and just you know all meet up we all chip in to do it the location fell through this year and um so they just asked me if they could just come to my house and hang out for like a week so i asked my wife and she said she didn't care so there's going to be like six people from out of state um going to be staying here from wednesday till sunday and we're just going to be i took the whole week off of work so we're just going to play 30k 40k x-wing and board games and shit for like a week 24 7 how many people? How, like, how many dudes are doing that? I think like six people are coming in from out of state, and then I invited all my local guys that are just here on our normal game nights, and a lot of them took off work and stuff too. So there'll probably be anywhere between, well, obviously between six and probably 25 people here at any given time just playing games like around the clock. Wow. My goodness. So we're just going to buy, go you know, get a bunch of food, pizza, whatever, a bunch of booze and just lock ourselves in and play games all week. But, uh, I've been busy setting, like just, you know, clean up my basement, setting tables up, moving things around. Um, 
you know, getting everything ready for that. So that was another thing I was doing this week in between building all these models. So I'm pretty pretty pumped for that. That's going to be fun. David Sampson, uh, he agreed to come. So he's going to drive up. He's only about six hours away from me, so he's supposed to drive up for the weekend. So I'm hoping to get uh, squeeze some airbrush lessons out of him. Is he going to bring a pillow? Like he's going to bring like a pillow and a sleeping bag and like a little... It sounds like the ultimate like summer camp for hobbyers and 30K players. Yeah, pretty much. We uh, I have a room that we joke like... You can call it the flop house or the barracks. Uh, I can actually send you a picture if you want. It's pretty funny. I just put like five air mattresses in it. Just like they're almost touching. There's just like a row of five air mattresses. And I have a giant bag of earplugs because everybody snores. You know, all dudes snore. And then so I have a box fan in there. You can turn the fan on, drown out noise, and put earplugs in where you can just go in there and crash whenever, take you a little mm-hmm. nap, and then get back up and start playing games again. So. Wow, dude. I had no idea that you had this little summer camp going on. That's fucking legit. Yeah. It was not really something planned because we were supposed to actually have it in Texas is where the location was at. And um, the just the problem was we the the it was going to cost like everybody like 300 and some bucks. And I forget the minimum amount we had to get, but we just didn't get enough guys signed up for it just because people were busy or whatever. So they just because I obviously live here. We can do it here for free. I just, you know, one of the guys organizing it was like, hey, can we just have it at your place? And I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Let me ask my wife. And she said she didn't care. So, uh-oh. Hold on, <laughs> Michael's I'm about to lose, I'm about to lose the Magos. <laughs> she just hopped right up on that hobby desk, man, and she just, I don't know. She's infatuated with two things, man, resin and lightning cables, both of which are very dear to me. <laughs> she's like, I'm just going to start chewing on this Magos. I don't know, she likes that, that Magos, man. That's like the – me and you have uh, talked before why she was trying to chew on it. So Yeah, I was on my desk over here, and like you notice how I moved it over there to the hobby desk, like hopefully to get it out of her like attention range. And then she's like, okay, hey, you're in the room. I'm in the room too. Let me go ahead and fucking eat this Magos. I don't know. I don't know what about it is. She loves it. It's like all those like fun little candles and shit I put on it. They're gone now. Like I don't know what she did with them. She like <laughs> chewed them off and like took them. Like I find like Mark four torsos, and, like Mark four heads, like throughout my house scattered. Like and I know it's her that's taking them. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, back to your summer camp. Dude, yeah. like, what so part? That, of- I mean, that, that's basically all my hobby progress. Like I said, I was just, you know, working on models and then getting prepared for that. Uh, the first guys show up tomorrow. I got to pick them up from the airport. That's so, so legit. What part of Texas were y'all going to be in, dude? Because like, I know that you had mentioned that pretty much it fell through prior to us meeting you. Uh, but like, what part of Texas? Like North Texas or West Texas? East Texas? I don't remember. Like I said, I wasn't really the one organizing it. I was just planning on attending. Um, so I had signed up and actually paid my deposit, but like I said, they just didn't get enough interest. So I just got, you know, my money refunded. And then, uh, the guy who was organizing it, my buddy, Jamie, he, you met him at Adepticon. He was the guy that, uh, we were running around with. He was the main one organizing it. And so he just called an audible and was like, Hey, can we just have it at your place? And so I was like, yeah, I don't care. Absolutely. Here we are. Damn, dude. We're going to have to schedule some new 
Horse Heresy Summer Camp next year. And, like, in Texas, if we have it in Texas, or, like, if you were willing to come to Texas for that, you can have it at, like, some retreat thing where, like, I know there's somebody who does that already. Didn't the Blue Table Painting or somebody or Mini Warrior? Yeah, they had that, that Valhalla thing, whatever that was. I never went, but I'd heard about it. Yeah, do something like that. That'd be tight. Yeah, we could maybe do that. I mean, this uh, Budokan thing we do every year, this is the th- four, third or fourth year for it. Uh, I've been every year. One year it was in Mississippi. Um, we actually had it here officially one year where it actually cost money, and we had a ton of people here at at my place in this area and then uh the, so i guess this will be the third year so this year it was supposed to be in texas um but it like i said we just didn't get enough interest for that location so i'm sure we'll do it again next year hopefully but uh yeah i mean we could do that uh for tfl be pretty fun you get enough guys together you just rent you know like i said we rented a lake house in mississippi the first year i think only like 12 guys went but you know, we just rented this big ass lake house or whatever and did, you know, you just, it's all just casual gaming. You go out to eat every night and, you know, buy a bunch of booze, come home and just play games all day. It's pretty fun. That sounds so beautiful. I'm tearing up right now. That truly is Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> you just go so, get drunk and fight each other. Yeah. With plastic men. With plastic men. No danger required. <laughs> so yeah. what what kind of hobby progress did you get done uh well uh for starters man i threw together this leviathan super quick okay let me just first stop by saying this uh dreadnought list that i've been working on so hardcore and so diligently towards uh kind of got the shaft last week because i got sent down <laughs> to mexico and by mexico i mean zapata texas which is like I sent these guys a picture of, like, the lights of Mexico. I was like, see those lights over there? That's Mexico. That's how close to the border I was. Uh, it was pretty much, like, right there. I was down there for work. They was kind of like, they surprised it on me, like, snuck it up. They were like, hey, dude, we need you there from Monday to Friday. And I was like, okay, well, that sucks, Dick, because uh, I got an event this weekend, and I'm supposed to be uh, hitting it hard on the hobby progress. So, of course, I didn't get to get my dreadnought list finished before golar's event uh however the friday before all of that went down i hit it hard on some leviathan dreadnought action some gold leviathan so i got my leviathan uh put together and then i went all out and got it painted with the vallejo um, liquid gold. And so I took uh, the bi-painted method of the the way they painted their sanguinary guard, which is like this copper gold, and then you follow up with like old gold, and then you hit it up with a like light gold, and then you go over with some seraph and sepia, and then you hit it up with light gold again. Except my light gold was like, uh, I don't know how you put it, stiff. Like it was all chunky, like it was not breaking down no matter how hard I shook it. Uh, so I did not get that layer of light gold on there. However, if you can see my gold that I actually have, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll take a picture and send it up online for all you other guys. Uh, it's not like a true gold. It's like a kind of like a really warm gold. 
And so that's what I'm about, dude. I'm like totally about this gold. So I have a gold. It's a, Good. It's a rose rose gold. Yeah. Is like, that what you would call that? Sure. Rose gold. Why not? Yeah, it's like a really warm uh, gold. Uh, so basically I have this like golden ass death blossom now, uh, which is the twin storm cannon dreadnought Leviathan, Leviathan dreadnought. Um, I painted up, dude. I went copper and then I went with that old gold and then it's like, have you ever painted with this liquid metal, this Vallejo liquid metal? I have not. Okay. So it's alcohol based paint, right? Okay. So the alcohol dries up really fucking fast inside of it. So it's like painting nail polish on your model. But when it goes okay. on, it goes on like in one layer. Like you just, you paint on, one layer stays. And then if you don't, like you have to paint it fast because if you take too long, you basically start like removing chunks of it with your paintbrush. Okay. So it's like, it becomes like chunky. It's it's real weird. It's like a real weird texture. But if you paint it on and realize, okay, I'm just going to slather it on, then the alcohol is going to evaporate and it's going to leave this like really nice texture and you leave like a light, light coat after light coat. It comes on so good. It looks so metallic. It looks, it, it looks metal. Like it's, it's crazy to me, like how legitly, uh, reflective it is. It's a, it's a really cool color. It's, it's really nice. Like, never had a gold go on like that or like that look that good it was very scary to paint on because of the chunk the <laughs> it sounds like it's like if it, what's really good and what's really helpful is the leviathan has these like huge flat panels that you can paint so like you just kind of kind of get started and just kind of you know go 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 okay this panel's done like painting quarter panels on a car like you just kind of get one side okay, done so it's not like something like that has like a real I'm trying to think like a, a towel vehicle or something that's like got these real big plates or whatever. Exactly. I, I painted quarter panels, bro. Like it was like, okay, let me paint this uh, front part of the shoulder. Let me paint this kneecap. Let me paint that like you, you like I broke it down into sections because you you will not get a good finish if you're painting a large section. I could not imagine uh painting like a a large vehicle with it or anything like that, like an Eldar tank or anything like that. Like it's just and apparently you so you're not gonna do you're not gonna do a gold mastodon is what you're saying no but i'm gonna do a gold uh, dreadnought drop pod i've already like like looked at the panels and like decided how i'm gonna paint like i've already like broken down like i know how this paint works now because i did a leviathan and normally that would like make a person say fuck doing the dreadnought i'm just gonna go ahead and forget about that idea no like i took my knowledge from painting this leviathan and i told myself okay this is how I need to tackle this dreadnought drop pod. And so boom, like I'm, I'm ready to tackle the dreadnought drop pod. It's going to be this gold and I'm pretty excited about it. The only thing that sucks, is you can't run it through an airbrush. If I could run this through an airbrush, it'd be done. But apparently it clogs up your airbrush really quick. Cause once that alcohol hmm. dries, it's done. Yeah, I could see that. Like I said, I've never messed with it before, but um, I could definitely, I, I get an idea of what you're talking about. It's totally worth a shot, dude. Uh, it's like, uh, it reminds me of Vallejo, like, aluminum, their metal paints, the way it goes on, except it, okay. you know, those stay, like, you know how, like, when you paint those on, they are just, like, flat out, this is now this color. You don't, like, get to dry brush, you don't get to do any of that, it's just, like, if you dry brush, it just, like, looks all blotchy <laughs> and shit. Like, that's how this stuff is, you don't, there's there's no playing with it. Uh, but, 
it's pretty nice, pretty sweet. I was pretty happy with it. Uh, but that was what I painted and assembled. Uh, but I also got my Scandis Challenge Dreadnought assembled, my Scandis Box Dread Dreadnought. I think I, saw, I think you saw the picture, right? Yes, I have seen the picture of the really cool auto cannons you built, and he's like in a pose where he's kind of aiming up in the air. Looks like pretty yeah, slick looking. He's got the uh, the uh, not Keanu Reeves. Who? What is that movie called? Oh my gosh! Where you sh- he shoots the gun in the air, man. I man, I feel real shitty for forgetting this reference now. Well, Rambo does. No, no. When he shoots up, in he's like, ah, man, dude, I can't. It's a Keanu Reeves movie. I feel is it, is it where he like rolls on the ground? Yeah, and then he, he can't shoot the guy. Is that Point Break? Point Break. Oh my gosh, dude! I can't believe I couldn't remember Point Break. He's, he's got it like pointed at Patrick Swayze, and he can't bring himself to do it. So he like rolls over and just fires his gun up in the air and screams. Yeah, so that's like what a model looks like. Like if this was Patrick Swayze, and this was Keanu Reeves. <laughs> He's like, no, <laughs> like it's like can't shoot him. Like as he's running away, like, he won't shoot his, she won't shoot his buddy. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, my dreadnought is a Mark IV ironclad dreadnought, uh, and he's got. I basically I took the two twin auto cannons that you get for the uh, Mark V. Yeah, the Mark V Mortis dreadnoughts or Mortis dreadnoughts. Uh, yeah, like the, everybody used to use those auto cannons for their rifleman dreads right yeah yeah the the rifleman arms uh well those auto cannons were like definitely not 30k auto cannons so i went around the scandis rules of not using Uh contemporary Uh parts (laughs) i could say that i bought a fire raptor cut the auto cannons off but i didn't i've already been disqualified but i'm gonna do my dreadnought anyway I went straight to the source and went, I'm doing a Hellbrute. He's like, you can't. I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. He's I'm like, well, you're going to be disqualified. I'm like, well, come at me, bro. Disqualify me. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, you're disqualified. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to do it anyway. Hasht- he said, cool. Cool. Send me pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Scandish Challenge. Hashtag Scandish Dreadnought. Hashtag Box Dread Challenge. Hashtag Varangian Heresy. Just all of them. Yeah. So- so I, I knew I had, like, auto cannons somewhere around here because I used the heavy bolters on my uh, uh, my Fire Raptor. Yep. But I could not find them. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just using Fire Raptor auto cannons, even though I straight up ordered Contemptor auto cannons. <laughs> but uh, I chopped the barrels off of the Rifleman Dread auto cannons, and I replaced those barrels with the 30K-looking auto cannon barrels. And does that not look so much better? It does. It looks pretty slick. Like I looks, like it a lot. It looks so much better. And then I put all of like his missiles and like his arm guards and all that. I had to trim the arm guards to fit the uh, the ammo casing thing and all that stuff. And the hunter killers are well, they're frag, they're frag launchers. I'm sorry, we always use them for hunter killer missiles, well, like our game club. They look cool for hunter killers, but there's the frag assault launcher is what they're actually supposed to be. Yeah, I'm actually going to use them as havoc launchers, and because okay. he comes with sense. he comes with two hunter killer missiles too. Okay, that go right here, like it's like little baby hunter ki- like little baby hunter killer missiles that you get off. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, they look like those bullshit like 
rockets used to build like the wood, the wood and cardboard tube one where you put the little engine in them. Yep. Yep. And you got the little like wires that you touch and it goes off. Like, remember Iron Man one where he shoots that tank with a little baby rocket, like, and it goes, boom, blows up the whole tank. That's what I imagine those are, those little baby missiles. So yeah, he's going to have those on his back too. So it's going to be like, like, I will never play this model. I'm only putting him together for the Scanish challenge, but he will be completely decked out 190 points worth of Mortis Dreadnought, uh, Legion Mortis Dreadnought, not Contemporary Mortis Dreadnought. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to getting him done. Uh, I'm, I have a coming from Josh, uh, Josh De La Rosa, the TFL member for all of y'all that don't know out there. He's got a big old beard, super nice guy. Grim Brothers powder coating. Just got to make that plug real quick. Makes uh, uh, awesome Yeti cups. I have one. Yeah. Michael has one. He's a super nice guy. If y'all want a custom Warhammer 30K, Warhammer 40K, any custom Yeti cup, Grim Brothers powder coating. But anyway, so he used to play a shitload of orcs, right? So he's got yep. those uh, shell casings out the ass. And so, like, he's going to hook me up with, like, a bunch of uh, piles of shell casing. And if y'all remember from a previous episode, we actually talked about I'm going to make this Dreadnought look immobilized. So it looks like he can't go nowhere. So I'm going to go ahead and break off this uh, left leg here that's off the stand. I'm going to drill through it, make a big old hole. And I'm going to make all this oil and just, like, nasty soot everywhere. I'm going to make it look like he's, like, basically just leaking out oil from this left leg. Can't move this left leg. But... I'm going to make it look like he hasn't moved the entire battle. And I'm just going to have shell casing after shell casing just pouring from these little bottom vents on the uh, on the auto cannons. And I'm going to make piles and piles of just bullets everywhere, just riddled. So it just looks like the entire game, he's just sitting there just using that 48-inch range. It'll look like uh, Hot Shots, where Charlie Sheen has the big uh, pile of shell yeah. casings up to his waist in the boat when he's being Rambo. That's That's what I'm hoping for. That was that was the whole uh, the whole inspiration. The movie Hot Shots. Very few people <laughs> very few people know that Ryan. Way to unleash that. So yeah, I'm totally looking forward to it. He looks like my uh, my Death Blossoms baby brother. If you look at that, I don't know if you kind of saw. They look like 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 the older brother, baby brother kind of thing. Yeah, well, because they have all those, like, because the one has the uh, storm cannon and the other one has all the auto cannon and stuff, so they're definitely it out. That's all that matters, just slinging bullets. So, so yeah, dude, that is what I've been working on. That's all I've gotten done. Uh, and, Dreadnought, and Dreadnought Drop Pods. I've gotten four assembled so far. Still waiting on uh, magnets. So, besides that, four millimeter magnets on the way for the doors. I got a sidebar to spring on you. I got to bring this up. It's funny. Please do. So my mother-in-law somehow found about out about this podcast and listened to it. Nice. She's probably listening right now. Tell her hi. Or not. So first off, she said <laughs> that I was an alien from another world. <laughs> and secondly, she said we cuss too much. So I, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, but... I don't fucking cuss. Um, <laughs> She said that I. She said I have a much fouler mouth than you. She said you you seem a lot nicer than me or something like that. He so sounds like, like a nice said, nice boy from Texas. <laughs> so I tried explaining to her that our demographic is not a uh, sixty one year old women, but 
you know, it is what it is. Hey, so if you are out there and you are 61 years old listening to this podcast, uh, Michael at Warhammer30k.com. Just go ahead and <laughs> hit me up, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Just putting that out there. I'd like to like to like to meet you. you. Clearly, you made it this far in. I don't know how far in we are actually the podcast. <laughs> but if you hung around this long, I'm pretty interested in talking to you. So anyway, I had to throw that out there. I thought that was really funny. I started getting text messages late one night, and she's like, "I'm listening to your podcast." I'm like, "Why are you listening to our podcast? And how did you even find out about our podcast?" So. I didn't even know she knew what a podcast was. I still don't. I don't even know that she does know what a podcast is. So, but anyway, that was we the, gained and lo- we gained and lost a fan all in one episode. I think. Wow! Did she? That was the Mossman episode too, wasn't it? No, it was actually because we did two. So she listened to the Red Book breakdown episode. So she had like no clue what we were breaking down or like. No, that's what she said. She said I was an alien from another world. That's what she told me. And then sent me like 10 alien emojis on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) 10 alien emojis and then the monkey holding his mouth because he cussed too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. Guys, if we cuss too much, uh, sorry, but I mean, it's just we, we if we if we can't cuss here, where can we cuss? Come on now. That's just how it is, yeah. man. This is how this is how dudes talk. She should come to one of our our game nights. Oh my god, she'd be. I don't even think she could make it through it. We talk about some ridiculous stuff. If it ridiculous, if, if it's anything like our game nights, it's a lot of uh, cussing and borderline homosexual stuff. Like it's just like, it's oh yeah, there's a ton of that. There's a ton of dick jokes. <laughs> um, you know, we have like I don't know, like. I don't even want to get into it, but yeah, we've said some crazy shit. We'll put it that way. So yeah, so that's how that works. Anyway, so yeah, dude, have you got any games in? Have you got anything going on? Like, have you played any games? I mean, I'm pretty I sure have you not have. played any games. Um, like I said, I, I'll play uh, several games this week. So it's all been, you know, pretty much lead up to what's happening starting Wednesday this week. So I haven't really gotten any games in from the last time we talked. Just done a lot of hobbying. A lot of housework and a lot of getting things ready to have four, four games of, uh, or four days of gaming. So you're like you're saving yourself, saving yourself for this week. I'm saving myself before you know, just saving it all up to get my cherry popped on <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> it's like first date level, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, dude. So I guess uh, I'll go ahead and lead off with uh, the old Golders event. Then that I went to this past weekend. So not I've not even heard about this. I, I got on your guys' Facebook. I saw Jay's white scars for the first time. I want to give big props to Jay because those white scars look fucking awesome. My buddy Nick, who wants to start a um, white scar army, actually found them before I did. And it, so I was getting them because uh, I, I had I don't check Facebook all the time, but I check my you know text messages way more often. So I get this text message. It's just like, have you seen these? These are so cool. And I didn't even know whose they were. And then when I got on Facebook later that night or the next day, I seen it was, you know, at that Goalers event you were at. And then I seen it was Jay's. So I, you know, I told him they look nice on there or whatever, but those look legit. Those are really cool. I like those a lot. 
Dude, Jay's like this like secret pro painter that doesn't like he'll just like what's crazy is Jay won't communicate. Like he, we call him the silent giant because he just like he'll show up, he'll drop some like knowledge on us and like drop some like we'll be like we have this like Facebook chat, so we'll be like arguing rules or like maybe talking about like some way we want to run an event or something, and he'll just kinda like, you know, not say anything. And then he'll drop like this mad suggestion like you know, hey, I think we should do this, blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Like, he's like this this just beacon of, like, I don't know. And then, on top of that, he'll just, like, come out and be like, hey, I started a new army, and then, boom, drop on, like, some pro-painted army on us. And we're like, what the fuck did you? <laughs> and, like, he, he'll send us all, like, his work-in-progress picture, and he's like, dude, like, what? Like, it's like, and he takes, like, the least amount of credit for it. He's always just, like, so humble with his painting. He's like, thanks, guys, you know. I worked real hard on it. Jay, I know you're listening right now. Dude, your white scars look so good. I do not know how you managed to find time to paint the things you do, but oh, it looks so good. So. Well, like I said, I, I they definitely look good, and I'm not just pulling smoke up his ass. Like my friend who's, like I said, wanting to do a white scars army, found them before I did, and he was texting me, these look awesome. And I thought that, you know, we and him were talking about them before I even knew they were Jay's. And then I found out that he had painted them, and they're definitely legit. So... Get on the South Texas um, page and look at where people were talking about going to Goalers or whatever. Definitely find those. Um, there was some really good pictures of them on one of those lava mats. I don't know which which mats those were, if they were fat mats or game. There's a ton of places that make mats, but it was like a lava lava board. And yeah. there's some really good pictures of them. Yeah, it was. Uh, th- those were uh, fat mats. Okay. I want to say they're fat mats. But, uh, but yeah, dude, we'll uh we'll go ahead and like when we post up the episode, we'll post it up on the TFL website so you guys can see it. Like that last picture dump we had, like people loved it. Like people like just all the stuff we talked about. We did the the picture dump. Like people were all about it. So I'll put up my gold dreadnought. I'll put up my uh, Scandish dreadnought, and I'll try and talk to Jay into letting us put up his dreadnought and or I'm sorry, White Scars Army. But, well, my Forge World order showed up with my big my storm blade and all that other stuff. But the funniest thing in it, which I sent you a picture, talked about the picture dump was the, uh, 19 red books that my club ordered. Cause we just did an order as a club. <laughs> so I had this giant stack of the red heresy books. That's pretty mind blowing. It's pretty funny. It's like, good. So you can, you can throw that up on there too. You're welcome for it. I don't really have, I don't really have anything else to contribute on there. Cause I got a bunch of unpainted models. Cause I just been building models like a madman. I can uh, take some photos of everybody gaming here uh, for the Freebooters thing or maybe shoot a video or something, send it your way. That could be fun. Hell yeah, that'd be great. But anyway, back to Golars. Back to this Golars event. Uh, it's actually the Battle of 6319 is what they called it. Uh, Golars is actually the club that hosted it. Uh, we, just kept okay. calling it we just kept calling them Golars. I think Golars was like the original guy that like started it. I'm not really sure, but I do know that... Uh, Paul Sweetland was the guy that ran it, and that dude was fucking cool. Uh, super nice guy. Uh, but I guess just, like, going into it, man, it was 2,500 points, and the list I took, because uh, I didn't finish my Dreadnought list, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to make a really fun-to-me list. And I guess I didn't really put into, like, how much of a dick whole list it would have been if I would have played against it. So I just kind of, like, threw something together for the models I had, and packed it all up. It was uh, the, the list I took was double 
more Dathan squads with Meltas. No, I'm sorry, Flamers and Rhinos. Two tactical squads. Uh, strike Commander Mon. Two Avenger Strike Fighters and an Orbital Strike Wing. Two Lightnings. Uh, Mon took his Storm Eagle. I took a Fire Raptor and a Xiphon. So seven That's flyers. That's a ton. That's a ton of flyers. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it was it was seven flyers all around, uh, pretty much all loaded out with krakens. All had uh, the ground tracking auguries. So like everybody was like ballistic skill five, except for the Avengers, they were ballistic skill four. Uh, everybody had tank hunters. Um, it was like the list. I was like, this is gonna be fun to play because I'm just gonna like, run a fuckload of flyers and like they're gonna just. Like, I'm going to have three units that are just going to be, like, mowing down Space Marines if that eventually get out of the tanks that I'm going to kill. And I was driving up to Goalers, and I was like, man, dude, like, this is... Would this be a fun list to play against? And I was like, no, no, it wouldn't. Like, nobody's taking... Like, if you had a Derrideo, you'd have a fun for a turn. But, like, once I saw the Derrideo, it's dead. And so I was kind of like, I felt like, I, I want to say like it, it, probably an hour into my drive, because it was a two-hour drive for me, an hour into my drive, I started having that like regret for taking that like army with me. I was like, man, I was like, maybe I can like makeshift another list. And then I like text Josh. I was like, hey, dude, did you bring your Iron Warriors? He's like, yeah, I brought both armies. I was like, all right, cool. I might play those Iron Warriors in. Like, I don't. And so I get to the event, and uh, they're talking about how the – loyalists are up one or no down one and it's it's not balanced or no no is loyalists are up one they needed another traitor player and so i ended up playing josh's perturabo army instead of that flyer list i brought okay and and so that damn one, it i was gonna ask you how that those avengers did i mean you had a lot of flyers but i was really interested to see how the avengers did for you I was kind of interested in playing the list, but uh, I ended up, yeah, I ended up playing. Uh, basically, it was a Perturabo army with a ten man Tyrant squad, Master of the Signal, Damocles, and I want to say five Terminator squads, all deep striking. And yeah, that was. sounds much softer. <laughs> oh, dude, it was. <laughs> you know, it, I, I want to say like the 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 Cataphracta Terminators out of everything are just so flimsy in my eyes compared to like normal tactical Marines. Like it just like, I get that. Yes, they have a two, four, like I get the two plus armor, save four plus and vulnerable save. Yes. Lovely. It's so nice. But one fucking wound is like every time I rolled the dice was like this tight butthole moment where I'm just like, please don't roll a one. Please don't. And I was that asshole. Cause I only got five guys in a unit. Right. And so every time right. they're like, okay, go ahead and take five armor saves, I had to be the dick to roll one dice at a time. Like, I couldn't just, five dice, here you go, woo! Like, it, it, do, do you do that? Does that? No, it, it, does, it doesn't make any difference. Yes, it does. You say it doesn't, but it does. Like, I, I can't, in my head, like, when I roll five dice, the odds are, like, not in my favor, even though the odds are exactly the same. I don't know. I don't. When I roll six dice all at once, it's like three ones could be in there. Whereas if I roll one at a time, it's usually like, I don't, I don't know. It's whatever. I feel, I, I'm sure somebody else out there feels me right now. I know, I know for uh, a there's, fact. There's people that have their own little, like my joke, 
even though I don't really buy into it, but I always tell people, you don't ever call missiles missiles. You call them rockets. If you call them missiles, they'll miss. Every time I say, oh, here's four missiles I'm shooting at you, I always roll a shit ton of ones, and I always blame it on calling them missiles instead of rockets. <laughs> here's four rocket-propelled demolitions. Demoli- right just, just say rockets. Well, plus I play. Well, I used to play orcs like Josh does, so orcs have rockets instead of missiles anyway. So I just call everything a rocket or try to. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Here's four hunter killer hitters. Hittles. Hittles. <laughs> so yeah, so I played that list, man, and like uh, the first game I did really good with, um, and the the guy I played, his name was uh, Travis. He played Blood Angels, and dude, that list was legit. It was like a, it's, he took a Sakarin, he took a twenty man assault squad. Uh, his Praetor had a Perdition Blade, which I finally got to play against, which is no fucking joke. That is <laughs> like, he, he told me as he rolled it, like, you know, when you're like, you roll something really good and you feel really shitty about it, you got to make up an excuse for it. Like, that's immediately what he did. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, it's really good. They're, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to nerf it pretty soon. Like, it's like, because he hit like <laughs> three wounds went through. So it's like, counts as six, AP two. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, yeah, it's really good, bro. Like, I was like, I was like, holy shit, this is real. So, but yeah, he had this massive 20 man blob. He had three rhinos with uh, attack squads in them. He had a land raider with terminators inside of it. Uh, his Sakarin, of course, and a. Uh, Leviathan Dreadnought with the Storm Cannon one and the the siege, uh, not the Hecton Siege Claw or not the Siege Claw the Claw the the the, the Pincer Claw I can't remember what the thing's called for on a Leviathan yeah Leviathan it's like the I don't know it's the one that cuts you up I, slices and dices you yeah so anyway he had one of those so no anti air first off like if I had to qu- point out anything in that list the Sakaran was like his only like source of anti-air in that list so had i brought my army that would have just been an asshole move i'm like oh here i am i would have killed that car in first turn anyway but uh or second turn you could have just blamed it on your local meta and just been like oh I've, I've never played here before you guys don't use all these flyers we use all these flyers all the time everybody has mortis dreadnoughts in my everybody meta. has yeah I don't, I don't know what you're talking about that's what <laughs> i would have done yeah i don't <laughs> they know they know better <laughs> that would have been like, is that that one asshole that played all those flyers? <laughs> yeah, that was me. It's like, it's Strike Commander Ma. That's what he does. Anyway, so I played his list, man. It was He was a super tactical player. Like, it was just, it was very uh, back and forth, the game. Like, you know when you're playing those games, you're like, fuck, I'm losing. And then, like, it really takes until about, like, you, you don't realize you're winning until, like, way close to the end. And you're like, oh, Oh, it's turning. The tides have turned. Like that's how it was. It was it was it was back and forth the entire game. And the only thing that like really changed the game up for him was uh Perturabo decided to deep strike. Uh I deep strike Perturabo in the middle of like two units and had this massive just huge just drift where he like drifted like almost to the off the table. And so he's like as far away from the battle as you could be and just with a full tyrant siege terminator squad just with him and it's like oh well uh now i'm gonna foot slog to you and he's mounted up 
So he's just like, fuck that. Like, I, I know what Perturabo does. <laughs> and so he's just driving away from me, just, like, killing the turns. I was like, fuck. Okay, fine. You're just like, this is the smartest thing. So I'm using my Tyrant Terminators to just, like, unload all their missiles into all of his, like, rhinos. Anything I could, like, even see, I was just unloading on. But uh, the, the game, we actually ended up tying. It was victory points uh, for kill points. So we, we ended up tying, same amount of victory points, everything like that. Uh, Perturabo, man, did not let me down. Uh, that 20-man assault squad assaulted Perturabo and the Tyrant Terminators. And I swear, dude, it was like water on a rock, man. It was it was not what I was expecting at all. It was a Apothecary, a Praetor, and I want to say at this point probably 18 Assault Marines all assaulted into this Terminator squad. No, 16 Assault Marines all assaulted in and passed all my armor save, passed everything. I challenged his Praetor with Perturabo and just... <laughs> I was like, you know what? No hammer. I'm going to use my AP2 fist and just beat the fuck out of you. Like, it was so brutal just thinking about Perturabo just cracking fucking helmets. Just boom, boom, boom. So, it's pretty gnarly. Pretty brutal. But made sure that perdition blade didn't go into my tyrant my tyrant uh that looks good dude those missiles look even better they're the uh, imperial guard hunter killer missiles so. i thought they looked a little smaller than my the uh the hellfire missiles he's yeah. showing me a thunderbolt for all y'all out there by the way we do this over video chat like we're not we don't do just like where we can just hear each other we just we do it all video so we get to see each other the entire time and yeah, we get to look at each other into but, each other's eyes deeply, like lovers. Yeah, except this one, yeah. Ryan's all busy working on thunderbolts, but that's okay. It's all salty. <laughs> so anyway, I missed it. I so, missed it. So yeah. So anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. So that was my first game, dude. It was like, it was very fun. Like it was, it was. Uh, like I said, Travis was such a cool dude, man. He was just like fun to talk to and like fun to play against. Like, everybody there, like, everybody that I met there, I had a great time just, like, chilling and talking to. It's so fun when you can, like, meet people that uh, are completely into your hobby like you are, and they they just had, like, the knowledge of talking. Dude, we're talking fluff. We're talking everything. Like, it's so fucking cool being there. Those guys are so sweet. If you ever get a chance to go to San Antonio, they are, they're goalers, and they play at, out of Dragon's Lair Comics, and I think they play on Wednesdays and Saturdays. If you're in San Antonio, go check them out. Uh, but my second game, way different than my first game, uh, was not... I did not do good in it at all. Uh, strictly, like, I did good in the sense that I killed a lot of stuff. But the okay. the mission itself, it was on that lava table. This was that lava table that we played on. The okay. end of the, the mission objective was to have the most units alive at the end of the game. All right. So I start the game with eight units, dude. Like, you know, like it's not, this is like a pride of the Legion list. Like you don't get to, I don't get to start with like 20 things. Like it's eight, dude, like eight units, like a massive as Tyrant Terminator squad, Perturabo, five of the squads. Like it's nothing. Like I get nothing like in some consoles. So it's like eight units all together. And my opponent, his name was, everybody called him Gator. Uh, he was also playing Iron Warriors, but he had Kier Valen. 
Okay. So he was playing a very fluffy. That's very cool, by the way. Yeah, it was a very fucking cool game. And so it was like basically like Perturabo all pissed off coming in like with his personal like I'll go get him, don't worry. And so I played against him and I what I should have done is I should have just like deep struck all my terminators around um Perturabo and then just kind of like took all of his like shots and just kind of like hung out and just let my tyrants just rape the rest of his army. But I ain't about that. That's not how I play these games. Like if I'm going to play a deep striking terminator army, I'm going to put some deep striking terminators into your army. That's how it's going to work. I'm going to go get Kirvalen out. Uh so the game started out like he's got this uh th- his his list was basically he had some um he had an artillery squadron which was two medusas and a basilisk all in the back like hiding in the back he had uh two mounted up units in a rhino no three mounted up units in a rhino he had kirvalin uh he had a pretty he had two leviathan dreadnoughts both had the graviton cannon or graviton bombard and the siege claws and then he had a unit of the iron warriors what is that the iron havocs yeah, the they're BS five now. A lot of people miss that when they changed the Legion's book, they went from BS four to BS five, and they come standard with hardened armor. And then the other thing people miss about those things all the time, which they they used to bitch about, you know, them being too many points or whatever. They're more points than guys, but if you look at their weapon upgrades, their weapon upgrades you get, especially missile launchers. I believe you get frag crack and flak missiles all on that unit for like five points a guy. So by the time you figure in all the upgrades you get for essentially, you know, free, they're included into the unit. They're actually very, they're probably more points efficient than a standard heavy weapon team. Anyway, just throwing that out there. You hear that Gator? You hear that? I'm pretty sure he he knows he's already running them. So, but some people like are real adverse. You don't see them very often. And I don't know why they're incredibly good. He ran a last cannon team of them. And so the last cannon team was very scary for my uh, for my tyrants, and so I had to yeah. kill that real quick. Uh, and then he also ran a missile squad, but I don't think the missile squad. I don't believe they were tyrants. I believe they were just, or I'm sorry, uh, havocs. I believe they were just like normal heavy weapon squad. So just kind of let that happen. Uh, but dude, like coolest thing, like first turn. I get like a real chubby when I see assault. Squ- uh, I'm sorry, uh, squadrons on the table. Like every time I see a squadron, I just like you know, I want to see how many wounds I, or how many hole points I can put into the squadron. And so <laughs> I see this uh, really nice looking artillery squadron hiding in the back of the table, and I've got 48 inch range, and the deployment is the corner deployment. So I start as close as I can to the center of the table as I possibly can, which is you know, right at like 48 inches from me. And I start Perturabo to where he can see them. And I start all my tyrant terminators two inches apart. Like I had one of the little measuring tools and I'm like right at two inches on everybody. And so I have this like massive blob of tyrant terminators, 10 of them. And first turn, I unload all 10 of those tyrant terminators into that Medusa Basilisk artillery squadron (laughs) and completely wipe it out. And, like, I'm just, like, at that point, I won in my heart. Like, I didn't have to play the game anymore, <laughs> like, to see that happen. 
it was so brutal, man. I was, he's all, well, there goes that. And I was like, yeah, there goes that. Sorry, buddy. And so <laughs> at that point, I was like, okay, so I can't just, like, what I should be, it, I knew what I should have been doing. I should have been sending my, like, deep striking the rest of my army using Perturabo's logos and just, like, basically surrounding him and just waiting out the game and just using my tyrants to unload on the units. But like I said, that's not how that's not how you play Warhammer. Like it's not fun. So I basically deep struck. I did some crazy ass deep striking because he was in this corner and he was playing the game smart. He was basically just turtled up and just wait wait the game out because he's got more units. He won from the beginning. And so I was <laughs> I deep struck like in between units and like probably I deep struck within like eight inches of the board edge. I was like, I'm going to go right here. I'm going to come in right here. Like I was just being like a complete, like just like noob when it came to deep striking, but Hey, I managed to get them all through. So deep struck my guys in man, unloaded melta gun, combi meltas. Uh, and then they got their asses handed to them just by <laughs> sheer numbers of bolter fire and everything like that. So, lost a good amount of units just putting them in the middle of his army uh one thing i did learn at that game though uh for all you people wondering about the leviathan and how good its grab bombard is against tyrant terminators not very good like it did not perform as well as i thought and he had two of them he was slinging at me every turn and i was not losing any terminators to that thing it just just from their four up save yeah so like where I think that thing really shines is like it's really good against artillery batteries, like uh, rapiers or whatever, because those guys, yeah. you know, you have to take a, t- a toughness test on what two dice and they're tough four, tough seven. The, the crew, well, the crew are tough four, and I be- I thought for the toughness test because it's not rolling to wound because you're not rolling to wound. Normally, when you shoot artillery, you have to roll to wound against the gun. But because you're not rolling to wound, you're making them take a toughness test. They have to take the um, the majority toughness, which is only four. Hmm. I think that's how that works. I sh- I, I, I want to say it was toughness seven. I want to say like no, the the crew is like straight up toughness four. Or like I don't. Yeah, the crew because they're just marines. The only thing it says on artillery is when you roll to wound against it, use the toughness of the gun, tough seven. But you're not rolling to wound. You're making them take a toughness test. Or if you read about characteristic tests, you always use the uh, majority toughness or whatever. Hmm. Well, so I have a Grav Bombard Leviathan I've never used inside my Blood Angel list, right? And I yeah. was so not impressed by the gameplay that this guy did. Like, he was running two of them, and, like, I was just, like, yeah. shrugging it off. Like, I lost... Okay, so the actual board itself had these lava geysers you had to roll for every turn. And okay. you, you basically rolled against your opponent, and if you lost, they got to put a 5-inch blast anywhere they wanted, and it was a strength 5 AP 5 blast that would just, like, sling out from the ground, and it would be a lava geyser. And it it would roll like it would scatter three d six, but if it hit the hit marker, it would not scatter. So basically, I was losing at least like one tyrant terminator a squad because I kept losing against him in that roll. I was I lost more tyrant terminators to the lava geyser than I did 
the Grav Bombards. Mm. And I have a Grav Bombard Leviathan I've never played, and I was just thinking to myself, maybe I should switch this bad boy over to a Death Blossom. But I don't know. Because my the only reason I even have that Leviathan is the Grav Bombard Leviathan is because I knew I was going to be facing some Cataphracta Terminators at one point, and I didn't think my Storm Cannons could do the work that they needed to do. So I was like, you know what? I'll just take this Grav Bombard, blast the shit out of some Terminators, bing, bang, boom. No, that's not how it's going to work. I even thought, like in my head, I thought, dude, this could even kill uh, Fire Drakes. Uh, no, no, it can't. No, yeah, that's, yeah, you, you sucking on fire drakes over there, but yeah. So no, I don't have an answer for cataphractor terminators or fire drakes now. After seeing, like, it's always interesting to see somebody run a unit that you want to run, and you see how well it does. And like in this case, it was kind of like lackluster to me, and I was like, man, that was my answer. Now I don't have a dreadnought answer for these units. Well, I wouldn't think it would be good against fire drakes just because it doesn't double them out anyway. So most people that run fire drakes are going to run the shields. So they're going to be a three-up invul. Yeah. So that it being AP2 is not going to be that big a deal. They're going to get a three-up save, and then you're going to have to do two wounds with it just to remove one model. The same thing, they're not going to have as good a save, but like Red Butchers or Just Aaron or stuff like that, I just don't see it being very good against. Well, then you also get the, the Graviton template stuck on them and so they're all slow and the shit. dangerous terrain yeah i guess i guess that's something i mean it's not totally useless i mean i've always viewed it as the like i i think the storm cannon is the way to go personally i mean if you're wanting to just for pure competitive reasons the storm cannon i mean obviously if you're just building it for fluff or looks or whatever you know it's pretty the graviton's not bad like i said i think it's going to be good you're going to have to shoot it at stuff that either... Does it ignore cover? Do you know? Yeah, it does. So, okay, so you basically you just need to shoot it at targets that don't get a an invul save. You should be good to go. Because, I mean, a lot of tough four models are going to fail that toughness test and then they're just losing guys because it is AP2 ignores cover. So you did, the problem against fighting you is your entire army sounds like it was four up invul saves. Yep, it was. Everything. So... So I mean, I wouldn't be too harsh of a critic on it for that. The circumstances are probably the worst circumstances that thing could have faced. But that was my answer for Cataphracta Terminators because I knew I was going to be facing. Like I didn't, I didn't want to place. Like I, I do see now that the Storm Cannon probably would put enough shots through to clear out some Cataphracta Terminators after losing so many fucking Cataphracta Terminators to just bolters. But yeah, dude, getting. Pr- Travis Pride of the Legion me twice, and that is the death to Cataphracta Terminators. <laughs> it's just. Oh, you mean Fur- Fury? Oh Fury yeah, I'm sorry, Legion. Fury of the Legion. Yeah, two times, bro. Two times, <laughs> forty shots, all in my butt. You just don't. You just don't get. Well, any. my my buddy Duncan at Adepticon, I killed his siege tyrants with just flamers and bolter shots. I came in out of drop pods and just laid. You know, I had two two eight man flamer teams. And just put all those templates on them. And then the next turn, I came in with uh, two drop pods with just two 10-man bolter squads and rapid fired, And I killed a whole 10-man Havoc squad or t- whole 10-man Tyrant Terminator squad just with bolter fire and flamers. I don't even think I'd shot anything else at them other than that. And storm bolters off my drop pods. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should run a Leviathan Dreadnought 
with, I mean, really, I can just drop a whole Leviathan then, or I can run a Leviathan instead of running Assault Cannon, run Dual Flamer, Dual Phos- or uh, Phosphex, and then Storm Cannon, and then just, just use the Wound Tally, because I'll be drop so do, everything in. So you're saying do do two two Assault Cannons in the chest? No, I was right? going to say Dual Flamers, do he- Dual Heavy Flamers, just to dish out the Wounds. Yeah, I mean, I because st- assault cannons shoot four times though. Plus, they're unique to Blood Angel. I mean, you're doing Blood Angel Leviathans, right? Yeah, I think you got to go assault cannons, man. I mean, because the flamer. <laughs> I mean, you're talking. I had eight, a whole squad of eight flamers. I mean, it's that's different than just here's two heavy flamers. Yeah, and I'm coming in in a. I mean, you are coming in in a drop pod too, but I mean, I still think the assault. I mean, because the assault cannons, those guys are BS five, right? Yeah. So you're getting eight eight direct fire shots instead of two flamer templates. I think that you're going to find that the amount of wounds you like the actual hits you score is going to be the same, but the assault cannon's higher strength with the chance of rending. So I think you should stick with the assault cannon. Plus, it's actually versatile against tanks. So like if they don't have any infantry out and they're hiding in rhinos, you can actually open those up with an assault cannon. Where if you just spray it with a heavy flamer, nobody's going to care. Machine gun jubblies, baby. How'd I miss those? Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm going to have to bust off the stupid claw and graviton gun on my other one. I'm going to have to just make them a death blossom. Three death blossoms. See, I actually, I know you guys like that death blossom, which I do like it, but especially on the Blood Angel one, because you're getting the chest assault cannons anyway, I like. I kind of like keeping one claw on there. Just to, so we actually can fight in close combat, so you're not just stuck in round after round. Like, here's my you know bullshit ten man throwaway squad or whatever. That as long as I can pass a leadership check, I can keep you tied up for half the game. You know, it's hard to do that. Well, you know, I, I do have four other dreadnoughts with uh, with chain fist. Yeah, but you are, could have three. You could have three more with street ten. You know what I mean? It just to me, it makes them effective in more than one phase of the game, as instead of relying on just one phase of the game to do the damage. I mean, you're not really giving up that much fire. I mean, because the guy already has two assault cannons, a storm cannon, a phosphix launcher, and then you're swapping. You know, the and if you put the claw on there, he comes with a melt gun too. I mean, he already has a ton of firepower. I mean, and you can only shoot all that at one unit. It's not like he has split fire or whatever anyway i mean i just don't feel like you're losing out on that much to where you can actually affect a whole nother phase of the game by throwing the the claw on there i just don't want to shoot a squad i want to dig a ditch where the squad was with the bullets (laughs) (laughs) like that's 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 what needs to happen every time no I, i mean i feel i mean it's definitely justified i'm just like if i i don't even i don't i own one leviathan and it sucks because it's the worst one in the game. It's for my salamanders, and it sucks because you can't put the phosphex on there because they're goody two shoes. <laughs> so, I need to get another one and build it for my blood angels. But if I build one for my blood angels, I'm going to build it storm cannon, two assault cannons, phosphex launcher, and then the snippy claw. Snippy claw. That's what the Ivor's guys like to call it, the snippy claw. That's a. Yeah, you're right. I do see the storm cannon being overkill, but God, it's so good. It's so good at overkilling. <laughs> I yeah, hate- I mean, I'm not saying like cause I'm just saying because you have three of them in the army. Like, I don't know about just going to all three death. Like, 
you know, putting the claw, like, I like the claw on there. I, I just do. I mean, I like being able to kill guys in close combat easily. I, that's my biggest fear is just like, oh, here's 10 tactical Marines. And then they, you know, if they pass all their three up armor saves, you're just stuck in there with, with these guys. <laughs> just, that's your biggest fear out of everything. You know what I mean? You're just like kicking them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just sucks because it's like you got this big expensive dreadnought and it's just stuck, you know, with these, um, you know, 10 man tactical guy or this 10 man tactical squad that just can't do anything. He's still strength eight, though. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because it's still not ignoring it's AP dash. Yeah. Yeah. He's just beating the fuck out of them. They're just, <laughs> they're just going to be okay. <laughs> doesn't make so. sense. So, yeah, that was my Gullers experience, man. All those guys, great fucking dudes, man. So it was only two games? You only played two games? Yeah, uh, it was a Saturday and Sunday event. It was two games each day. Uh, but Sunday, I headed home, and I had some things I had to take care of. So I didn't get to make it back over to San Antonio for the second day. But everybody played their other two games that next day, which, from what I understand, Josh did pretty good. He got the... Uh, best trader award again so good job josh he played his world leaders he uh i saw angron get fucked up by some iron hands while he was playing them so that was a whole that was a whole lot ordeal i think that was real like brutal uh, apparently josh was telling me that the dice were not in his favor that game and so like that three up armor save just does not work for angron very well <laughs> Even I, I think he's the easiest Primarch to kill. I mean, I'm, I'm just not. I'm never scared of Angron when I see him. He's just, he doesn't really impress me. There's a lot of, I don't know, like he's only got five wounds. He's one of the few five wound Primarch Primarchs, and he only has a three up armor. So there's just, I mean, you pretty much have to put him in some type of really tough bodyguard like Red Butchers or something, and that's. I mean, that's the, I mean, basically those are his ablative wounds, but just him himself, he's really not, just not that tough on his own. I want to say, uh, he had him in a, a unit with that new, um, that new apothecary. Yeah. He had him in a big tack. Me and him talked about it. I kind of helped him with his list. I don't know exactly. I was just giving him advice. He was text messaging me and he, he just told me his theme of what he was wanting to do. And I was just shooting him some ideas. I was trying to talk him into running a Charybdis with Angron, the Apothecary, and then whatever HQ character he had to take all in there, plus like just as many tactical Marines as he could fit in there with the new chain axes that are plus one strength and all that stuff. So you just have this big blob of dudes just jump out of a Charybdis and rape you, which I just thought was funny. Just so many bodies. And they all get that... Uh, that new apothecary, I believe, gives him a four up, feel no pain. Yeah, it's a four up, feel no pain. Yeah, so I, I was like, man, that's going to be good because you'll have all those wounds as long as they don't, you know, they don't come at you with a bunch of strength eight stuff like that. It, it, plus, it's going to be different, like because everybody always runs Angron and Red Butchers. It's like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's kind of like the most boring, like, oh look, you have Angron with Red Butchers. I am shocked type thing, <laughs> and they're usually in a Spartan. It's so boring. So like. Running all the tactical marines with Angron and that apothecary and a Charybdis was just different. So I don't know if that's what he did, but that's what I was telling him. I thought would be fun and different, and give some, you know, give a the army a different look and a different feel than what you normally run into. He ran it in Invilus, I believe. 
so he had a smaller unit. Okay, yeah. same idea, smaller unit. Maybe yeah. does he own a Cryptus? I don't know if he he may not even own one. Uh, yeah, he definitely owns a Cryptus, but I think it's for his Iron Warriors. I don't think he has one for his World Eaters. Okay, well, paint one, Josh. I know you can paint shit fast. Paint paint up a Cryptus for your. Uh, it's cheaper now. It's only what two? I think it's two thirty five. It's either two thirty five or two thirty now, but it's cheaper points. I was uh basically I was on the table next to Josh when he was playing against Gators Iron Warriors. And Gator had all these like you know rhinos and this uh, this squadron and all this stuff, and basically he had all of his tanks lined up in this like little parking lot, and Angron lands and like I, I can't remember what the song is, but I want to say it was like of a SpongeBob or something. It was like, that la- that lady singing like, you know like, and I just pictured like Angron like landing right next to it like. <laughs> Like, just getting in his happy place, just like, oh, yeah. And I'm just, like, looking over, and I just see, like, this... <laughs> I see Travis just, like... Or, I'm sorry, uh, Gator just flipping over tanks. <laughs> like, just... Ang- <laughs> Angron's just, like... <laughs> just, just, like... Killing them all. Like, he's... Uh, yeah, dude. It, uh, it was so crazy. But... I thought you were going to tell me, because my favorite move with the Anvil is people always forget about that fire attack thing. So, nothing pleases me more. Like, you said you, like, when people have squadrons or whatever yeah my favorite thing is to find the squadron with an anvilus and fly over the whole squadron because every model it passes over it's so it's each why it does it does d6 you know strength six hits to the weakest armor that ignores cover yeah. so you can like fly over a whole squadron of tanks and do all those hit like hits on the rear armor so you can like kill multiple um like artillery tanks or whatever just by flying the stupid drop pod over them it's pretty funny Oh, that messed up. But choice. Very choice uh, attack there. No, he did not do that. I wish he had, though. That would have been tight. But It's pretty funny. But watching Angron piecemeal those tanks was, like, just classic Angron. I know that, you know, we kind of... I, I, I actually saw you having a little discussion, a little bait on Cassian Drago and uh and anger on on the chat the oh other day. me, me freddie the swede were just giving each other crap um i he had to go to bed but i was uh i uh if he i don't know if he listens or not but if he's I'll, I'll next time he's on chat i'll hit him up again we don't have to argue in chat bro like you're coming i think you're coming to adepticon next year we can just you know settle it then and there just bring bring your little world eaters and i'll bring my salamanders and we'll we'll see we'll just we'll just you know, we don't have to talk about it in theory. We can just mm-hmm. see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to explain to him that I, like, I'm not scared of world leaders with my salamanders. I think I can tool world leaders, like, no problem. They just have too many, too many answers for what the world leaders bring to the table. Like, Fire Drake's just clown Red Butchers and Angron. It's not even close. Um, Cassian Dracos kind of does the same thing because red butchers only get cha- you know uh, power axes they can't upgrade anybody to anything but a power axe except for the devourer which is a character but the problem is world leaders have the rule where they can't turn down a challenge and casting dracos is a character so you charge casting dracos in and challenge that guy he can't turn it down so you swat his ass and then they're standing there with axes that they, they can't hurt you because you're an armor 14 dreadnought so they have like this 700 point 10 man terminator squad that is just stuck in combat with this dreadnought for the whole game as he just slowly pinches them to death because they can't hurt him and they're fearless so they can't choose to run so he was saying well i always run angron with it well castadracos is immune to armor bane so angron 
I thought he was only strength seven, but Freddie said he, his axe is giving plus one strength, which I don't play world leader, so I trust Freddie. Freddie's probably right. So, but even with that strength eight, he only glances Cassian on sixes, um, and then Cassius, Cassius or Cassian Dracos hits him back on fours, but wounds him on twos. So, and they both have it will not die. Angron only has a, a four up invol, but and. Dracos has no save, but, you know, he needs sixes. So I feel like that's an even fight. But the funny thing, like, I'm this is a 270-point Dreadnought, not a 400-point Primark. So, you know, I was just talking about, here's my little Dreadnought that I can charge into your big, you know, more than a 1,000-point Death Star and hold you up for multiple game turns. You know, not even, then that's not even figuring, like, Vulcan or Fire Drakes into the equation, which... Like, like I'm just not scared of world leaders. I'll just put it that way. Just, just not scared. Oh, oh my gosh. You're going to get <laughs> so many anger on haters now. <laughs> like it is what it is. I'm not saying they're a bad army. I'm just saying that's a bad match. Like my, especially the particular way I run my salamanders. It's a horrible matchup. Like if, if I see that across the table for me, like I just, it brings a smile on my face. I know how this is going to go. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh, is that anger Got him. Well, the, so Vulcan Vulcan has the, so you, not to get super technical, but Vulcan has an attack that you can trade in all his attacks to put down a small blast marker, and it auto-hits everything under the blast marker in close combat, and it's strength 8 AP 3. So normally this is only good against, like, big hordes of dudes or whatever, but it's hilarious against Angron because you challenge him, right? Especially if this only works if Angron has a bodyguard. So you charge in... So Angron is there standing around with all his butt buddies and you challenge <laughs> Angron. So now any wounds you do can only be assigned to Angron because you're in a challenge. So you auto default. You just give up all your attacks to put that small blast down, which is going to get like five or six guys. But all those hits go automatically on Angron. Well, he's the only Primark with a three up armor save and it's still strength eight AP three. So it still ignores his armor. So you just go, boom, okay, that's six auto hits. I don't even have to roll any dice, and now I just need anything but twos. Okay, make that many four-up armor saves, Angron. I've killed Angron in a single round of close combat like that before. i just been like, boom, here's five wounds. And they just rolled like shit and failed all their saves and died. But he, he's going to, if he has his bodyguard with him and you're getting between four and six auto hits, you're going to kill him in like one game turn, which is two rounds of close combat. And then he's swinging back at Vulcan, and he gets his you know three up feel, or three up invol save plus rerollable. It will not die. So I don't know. Just is what it is. I'm not. I'm just not worried. That's all I'm saying. So fucking brutal. What the shit is like? Mega. Oh, I don't have an answer for that. So that doesn't that doesn't work on other Primarchs that particular tactic because they have a two up armor save. So you're better off just swinging your hammer at him normally, but because Angron only has a three up armor, you could just tool him with that special attack. If he has a bodyguard, which he always has a bodyguard. And if he doesn't have a bodyguard, you just shoot him to death because he's just a three up armor save chump. five wounds chump. So <laughs> either way. Oh man. Wait for the hater mail. It's coming. Well, it is what it is. Like, and everybody, you know, they love Red Butchers, but Fire Drakes are just twice as good. I don't know what to tell them. It just is what it is. I didn't write the book, but it, it's there. They just, they're better. They're way better. 
Well, all right. Now that you've done shit all over World Eater players all over the world, and if you play Salamanders, I'm pretty sure you just got a little motivational speech. If you needed, like one. I said, I'm not. I'm not anti World Eater. <laughs> it's a bad matchup. It's just a bad matchup. So anyway, we got a list to review, man. Yep, we do. I think we should should uh should jump over jump over to this right. list review well, man. once you once you read the original list i send it to you you got it yeah dude i totally got it I'll, so you do that and i'll pull up the the other list that we wrote what we'll, but we'll talk about his original list if you want to read it off all right let me pull it up okay so first things first uh let me go over what the actual list is about right should I, should I start out with some fluff? Yeah, go ahead. He, so, he wrote some fluff. So, yeah. So, for starters, this dude has a small contingent of old strip Catachan models that he planned to use as a core. Uh, he also has a whole bunch of Chaos Marauders that he has for uh, Age of Sigmar that he's going to convert over to Heresy. Uh, so, the whole purpose of this whole list is going to be like a blood cult with some some buff-ass dudes. Um, so the basic idea is that this militia has been charged to hold a planet to be determined uh, after it has complied. The planet has generations of old blood cult that is far-reaching and established throughout the planet. Inducted levies had to be raised following compliance to keep the peace. The low-tech levies are a representation of their world, and the blood cult runs rampant throughout their veins. Over time, a trusted advisor to the Imperial Commander, the astro-telepath assigned to Militia, is slowly turned to Chaos Worship and is able to turn the Commander and the remaining Loyalist forces to Chaos. This army is designed to represent the term Militia as they hold a critical junction. As other Loyalist forces are forced to retreat to the planet due to War Master treachery, the Militia offers assistance and a safe haven until they are in range of gun and blade. At this time, their true colors are revealed and the treachery continues. So it's like this uh, secret chaos army. They're like, hey, guys, we're not chaos. Ignore this tentacle arm I have growing. It's, it's just... the corn It's the corn version of a gene stealer cult. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, just ignore ignore my uh, my extra eye. We're safe. We're coming. <laughs> like, just wear a bandana, bro. Just yeah. like an astropath. And then you go, or yeah. not an astropath, but navi- a navigator. Then you spring the trap. So anyway, so the actual list itself, he actually is a it's a militia force, and he's taking demon allies. So pretty gonna see pretty interesting how that would work in some events, but I think it's just more for fun. Uh, so first things first, he's taking a HQ of Force Commander with Carapace Armor, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, Mastercrafted Power Fist. And he's taking the abhuman helots and tainted flesh. So that is everything the army has rending. And what is the abhuman helots? So, so tainted, tainted flesh is your entire army causes fear. Oh, fear. Um, all, all, well, anything with the providence, the providence special rule, which is basically your entire army that's not a vehicle uh, or spawn. Um, so your entire army will have will cause fear have rending close combat attacks, and they also gain six plus feel no pain. Mm. And then abhuman helots um, gives you plus one toughness, but minus one initiative army-wide, and you can never count any allies as better than, um, I think, 
not not what is it sworn brothers and then there it's basically the third one down distrusted i think you have to be distrusted because you're you know got tentacles and shit yeah i'm guessing so sure that feels right yeah yeah unless you're apparently this commander that comes in and just is all befuddled whenever you turn on him you know i could just look right here what's it see uh, armies with tainted flesh or cold horde may ally with chaos demons counted as fellow warriors. Um, armies with ad human helots providence may only be classified as distrusted allies by space marine legion or solar auxiliary army, regardless of faction. So, because um, he's not loyalist and because he took um, tainted flesh, he will count as fellow warriors with um, his demons. Fair enough. So, yeah, he's got Tainted Flesh and the Abhuman Helots. Uh, next up on the list, he's got a alpha-level Psyker with a Tainted Weapon, which we all know how good that Tainted Weapon is with the Tainted Flesh. Yep, because uh, it, because it gains... It's just a, it's an instant death close combat weapon, but it's just AP dash on this little bullshit dude, which doesn't normally matter. But because with uh, Tainted Flesh, it gives it Riddening if you happen to roll that magical six, uh, you can fell things like uh, Castellax or Thanatars or whatever in a single blow, which is pretty funny. Just suck their souls out. So, it also has another... Oh, this is not an alpha level cycle. This is the Rogue Psyker with Tainted Weapon. He's got a 30-man inducted levy squad with close combat weapons, discipline collars, frag grenades, Vexilla, times two. He's got two of those units. Uh, he has a fire support squad, five of them with auto cannons, discipline collars. Fire support squad times five with mortars this time, which I'm pretty sure he's taking advantage of the uh, Katachan mortars. Yep. Always. Like, why do Katachans always have mortars? And they have discipline collars. Uh, Grenader squad, 20 times 20 with last rifles, two plasma guns, Vexilla, discipline collars, and a meltabomb. Uh, the recon squad with shotguns and demo charge. A mutant spawn, four mutant spawns. And he's taking a Bane Blade with auto cannon, and it's the command tank upgrade. Which that kind of reminds me of that, like uh, we talked about last episode, where you just like pull the sheet off the Bane Blade. So like, look what I got, guys. Whoosh. Ta da! And he took a fortification Aegis defense line with a quad gun and tank traps. He had some spare points, what he wrote. And his demon allies is a Bloodthirster of Incessant Rage. Insensate? I can't say that word. I'm gonna say it's ins- insensate. Insane, insensate rage. <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, his elite choice has got three blood crushers with icon instrument and blood hunter. His troop choice has got ten blood letters with icon and instrument. And for heavy support, he's got a soul grinder of corn with phlegm bombardment and warp sword. He says it's pretty straightforward. The bane blade will be in the back line providing an anchor. The commander will have the Grenaders and the Alpha Psyker as his bodyguard, and the Aegis will be set up midfield with the support squads, and the second side are providing something of the gun line. Uh, so they'll be within 24 inches of the Bane Blade to take advantage of the command tank. So that's his list. Yep. So the first oh, thing I looked for when I saw this was I saw he was running Tainted Flesh. So Tainted Flesh, the restrictions are that you have to take um, Levy squads as your two basic troops, uh, for your compulsory, which he did do that. But the problem is 
there's an additional thing, and it says the detachment's compulsory troop choices must be filled by inducted levy squads, and it may not have more infantry units uh, exempting HQ choices than it has inducted uh, of other troop type of other infantry types than inducted levy squads in total. So basically, you can't have more infantry that aren't levies than you do levies and he does he has grenadiers and two uh weapon teams for a total of and recon guys for a total of four units while only having two levy squads so his list is illegal as it sits now just out the gate bummer so ignoring the fact that it's illegal let's ignore we'll go through the list so um i i like the 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 Force Commander, I have a problem with giving him Carapace Armor because he already has an Iron Halo. So you have two four-up saves, but one's invulnerable, so you would just always use the invulnerable one. So there's no purpose in buying Carapace Armor. Mm, yeah, you're right. Um, I never thought about that. Yeah, so the way I like loading out my Force Commander is buying him an Iron Halo and a Cyber Familiar, and then he just has a three-up invul, and then you can just run him with the bullshit flak armor he comes with because who cares you're always going to use your invul save yeah unless you fight um gray hunters or something i'm just playing you wouldn't keep going okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um i i like the the two psychers in the army me and you had this discussion before like i i feel like because it's supposed to be a corn-based army having psychers in it is a little iffy but i guess if you're purely using them for like malefic demonology or maybe even biomancy because biomancy, you know, kind of buffs your guys for close combat or whatever. I guess you could get by with it. Um, so it's not too bad. The mortars, the recon guys, the mortars and the autocannon guys kind of feel like a little bit of a throw in, which they probably were. He said he was just using the models he had laying around. So, Oh, and I get, getting back to the mortar thing, back when the Catachans had their own book, and then also continuing into the next guard codex, which had the, uh, the doctrines, if you took the jungle fighter doctrine, the only heavy weapons you could have were mortars. So that's why you see so many Catachans with mortars. My God. Saying that. I, I have a Catachan army myself. I'm a veteran of the Catachan army, so... I do know have, all that shit. Do you have the one like this with the fist up and the sunglasses and the bolter forward? Yes, I have that guy. I have every I have all the all the old metal Catachan models. I have all that. My army was originally just a pure metal Catachan army, and then when the new plastics come out, I added to it. But I have a an all foot slogging Catachan army that's like hundred and eighty models strong. I just wondered how that guy got so fat. Everybody else got abs and this is like some fat dude with sunglasses on. Yeah, he's weird. Like I don't I like the one that looks like Arnold with the flat top with the power fist in the air and the bolter. I prefer that one. And yeah. then they made a newer version of the bald guy with the glasses where he's a little skinnier. They they released that when they released the plastic kit. They had some upgraded guys. They're pretty cool. I always like to like make a story on like why he was fat. Like in my when I like cuz I was younger and I was like <laughs> I was like this guy's fat because <laughs> But anyway, keep going. Keep yeah. Um so, I don't even know. You've you've lost me now. What were we, oh that we were talking about the border team. So, like I said, those guys are a little bit of a throw in, and you're going to have to drop some of them anyway to make the 
the uh, list legal at some point. Um, and then the Bane Blade, like not that Bane Blades are bad, but I feel like, and maybe he may have wrote this list before this new Red Book dropped, or maybe he doesn't know about the new Red Book changes where there's a, you know, a list of here's the generic Lord of Wars you can take. But I feel like there's better super heavy tanks available now for the same or less points um, than, a, than a Bane Blade that would uh, make his army better. Um, now, if he already has the Bane Blade model, it is what it is. But if he has it magnetized where he can swap parts or maybe he built it as a Bane Blade but still has the extra parts, if you can get it apart, you could build it into uh, like a Storm Lord or something. Because the problem with militia armies is that they don't have really any dedicated transport options other than an Arvis or a Gorgon. So, you know, you're you're getting a Stormlord in there is nice because you get this cool firebase, kind of like how he's using his Baneblade for anyway, but you can also transport, you know, guys in it or whatever. Um, the demon ally side of it, everything in there uh, makes sense to me. The Bloodthirster, I believe the Insate... I don't play 40k anymore, but I believe this particular Bloodthirster has a strength D uh, close combat attack. Like, you know, I think he's like six or seven attacks on the charge with strength D. So good God, man. Yeah, it's pretty fucking brutal. It's like being assaulted by like two knights simultaneously. It's pretty <laughs> rough. Plus it plus it flies. So, yeah, it's pretty scary. Um Blood thrush, uh, you know, blood crushers and uh, blood letters are pretty much staples if you're going to run a corn army. Um, and soul grinders are very good. I run uh, in my uh, word bear army when I take demon allies. I run a plague hulk, which is basically just a specialty uh, Nurgle soul grinder, but they're pretty similar. And I've always had you know good luck with it or whatever. So the army's not bad, other than like I said, it's illegal, and some of those units kind of feel like throw-ins. Um, the only other small thing that I think would I would change, and it's more from a fluff standpoint than a competitive standpoint, although it does, I feel like it'll fit his theme better, and it's not necessarily better, it's kind of a lateral move, but it, it opens up some other options, would be to drop ad-human uh, ad helots and swap it for feral, war, uh, feral warriors. So... What that does is it gives this entire army a plus one bonus to their weapon skill. Um, if you have Ogrens, they instead receive plus one attack. But the main thing that it does is that um, any unit with this Providence, other than Ogrens, may, for 25 points, add plus one attack to the squad. So to me, that sounds like very corn, because if, like in 40k, Mark of Corn, if you buy Mark of Corn, it gives you. Uh, rage or it's always giving you extra attacks basically in different incarnations of it so basically you can give your guys mark of corn which i think seems fluffy and then when you combine that with the fact that all their close combat attacks are rending you these little two point levy dudes are going to be four rending attacks on the charge yeah which is, you know and they'll they'll be uh i think they're only weapon skill two so going up to weapon skill three isn't really going to help him any, except if he if he runs into weapon skill five guys, which there actually are quite a few squad, full squads of guys that are weapon skill five and 30K. At weapon skill two, because they're double plus one, you're only going to hit on fives, which really sucks. 
So going up to weapon skill three will pretty much ensure that he's always going to be hitting on fours against, you know, shit that's not like a lone Primarch or something with really, really high weapon skill. Makes sense. I mean, naturally you want to be good at close combat if that's what you're going to focus your army around, so... Right. Well, and like, Ab Human Helots is definitely good. I feel like it's probably, like, overall, uh, out of the providences for this book, like, for 35 points to give your entire army plus one toughness, it's it's pretty damn good. I mean, it's one of the more competitive choices. So, I, I mean, I don't fault him for taking that or sticking with it, but I feel like Feral Warriors fits his fluff better, and it's still going to be good with the extra attacks on the Rending. So... With all this stuff in mind that we've talked about, we rewrote a 2,500-point list. Um, we changed it around. We, we left his allied detachment identical, so we won't even get it into the allied detachment because it's literally identical to what he had. But the core of his army, uh, we changed it around slightly. So for his force commander, um, we gave him an iron halo, digital lasers, uh, cyber familiar, so that'll give him the three up involve save we were talking about. Digital lasers gives him an extra attack. Um, melt bombs that we took planetary overlord where he gets to select his warlord trait, which we'll get to that here in a second. And then you can change, then he uh, can still take his mastercrafted power fist on the guy. So I feel like this guy's going to be more durable. He'll have, uh, I don't know if he had digital lasers on the last guy or whatever, but this, this version will be a better version basically of what he had before. Um, so when you select your warlord traits, me and Michael went through the warlord traits before. Um, some of them don't really benefit him or whatever, but there was one that really stuck out to us for the theme of his army. So it'd be cool to be able to select it every game. So the one that stuck out was Beloved of the People. So the name is not fluffy. You'd want to change the name of it to something cooler, like Lord of the Murder Cult or something like that. I don't know. Slayer change of it. Worlds or like, I don't know. Yeah. The, cho- the Chosen, but, the Chosen One, something like that. Like that right. seems like. So the, but the, the actual rule for the, barring the name, the actual rule for it is uh, should the warlord ever be removed as a casualty, right. All of the owner pl- owning players' troop units uh, from the army's primary detachment with the infantry type gain hatred for the remainder of the game. So to me, that is very, uh, you know, very much in fitting with corn uh, and you know, giving your whole army hatred and all that. It just seems really fluffy. So for a twenty-point upgrade, it just seems something cool. So you don't end up wind up with some warlord trait that makes no sense for your army so uh beyond that we took the same two uh rogue psychers that uh he had that one alpha level with tainted weapon and one normal uh with the tainted weapon um in case you're wondering you can only have one alpha psyker in an army so that's why they're both not alphas uh so for troops choices we basically just got rid of the heavy weapons teams and the um recon guys and just replaced them with tons of levies so i just i plugged in here four levy squads that are all 40 man strong that all have pistol and close combat weapon and then we took uh, we did uh tainted flesh and feral warriors like i was talking about so all these guys have the uh, blade and fury upgrade which gives them the additional attack so that means each of these dudes will be four attacks on the charge and in a 40-man unit, that's 
what, 160 rending attacks for a 115-point unit? It's so strong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so these guys, they just have Discipline Collars, Blade and Fury, and then just 40 levies. Um, I don't bother putting Vexilla's, like, a Vexilla, it works differently for Militia. It's not like a Marine one where you get to reroll morale. It would be worth it then. I believe the Militia one just gives you plus one to your uh, combat resolution. So I figure, like, your the amount of dice these guys are going to be throwing, like, I'm not really worried. Like, I don't ever think one is really good. Oh, no, look, I got one extra. You know what I mean? I'm not too worried about it. And then with Discipline Collars, they're stubborn anyway. So it's not really that big a deal. Yeah, they're so, going to be wiping units if they like. That's just right. So there's there's four squads of those, and the other reason you wanted to take all these levies is because you, you well for one you have to take two, but then you take additional ones because you have to have additional ones to unlock where you can take you know other things in the army. Um. So the so four four units of those for troops. Plus because these are all troops and that's the bulk of his army. If that force commander dies, all these uh, 160 levies are all going to get hatred. So then the, uh, all those rending attacks we were talking about are going to get rerolls to hit, which, you know, would be good. So then for elites, we decided on, like, what we thought would be kind of a cool unit, maybe give Ryan some um, cool modeling opportunities, is run a 10-man Ogren squad. The new plastic kit is really cool. Um, so you could run 10 Ogrens and just for fluff reasons, we thought it would be cool to give five of them boarding shields. So boarding shields are cool in the unit. If you, if basically if you just boarding shields come with defensive grenades, so you really only need one to give the entire squad, um, defensive grenades. Uh, but we thought it would be cool to do 10 of them, give five of them shields and then give the other five, like some type of big close combat weapon or whatever where they like almost like look like they're working in tandem like you got a guy with a big shield up front which the new plastic ogren kit comes with and then you could have like another ogren model to like work in tandem with that so you could have five with additional close combat weapons and then five with um boarding shields and then with with feral warriors these ogrens are going to get plus one attack anyway so they're going to go from three to four attacks and then the five that have additional close combat weapon are going to go to five attacks base, six on the charge. So, and they they come with rending because of uh, tainted flesh. So they're going to be pretty badass. And then when you get in combat, you can assign the wounds to the boarding shield guys so that they, uh, you know, get that five up invol. Plus, if for whatever reason your opponent charges into you, you'll have defensive grenades, so they won't get their bonuses for charging. Um, so we took those, and then instead of a Bane Blade, we swapped the Bane Blade out for a Stormlord, like we talked about, to give him a you know a good transport that he can put guys in. And because the Stormlord is is cheaper than a Bane Blade, you actually have points to put um, a set of Sponsons on there with heavy bolters and last cannon. So instead of just a Bane Blade cannon with an auto cannon and a demolisher cannon and a twin linked heavy bolter, you'll have three twin-linked heavy bolters, two LAS cannons, and the Vulcan mega bolter. And then you'll also be able to put 40 dudes in there. So my kind of plan, just if this was my list, the way I would run it, 
you could either just throw a whole big 40-man levy unit in if you wanted, or you could put those 10 Ogrens with your three attached characters in there as, like, a personal ride. So you could drive that thing forward with just those swarms of levies, like, all around it, like, as bubble wrap to protect it. So it's like, I don't have Armored Ceramite, but who cares? You can't get within, you know, 20 inches of me anyway till you kill all these guys and just kind of roll forward like that. Um, and then, like I said, his allied detachment remains un, unchanged. So I feel like this is, for what, what he put down in his fluff in my head, I mean, obviously he knows his own fluff better than me, but for, from what he put there in that uh, email, I feel like this is a fluff. It, for one, it's legal, and two, it, it fits his fluff a little better. Now, painting 160 levees is going to suck, or coming up with 160 levees, but... I mean, I did it. There's a lot of cheap options out there. Um, you can find uh, a whole bunch of, you know, bits on eBay or stuff. Well, here's an example. I'll, I'll help you out, Ryan. I know you're on Freebooters with me. I'm not, I didn't write, just so you know, I didn't write this list to try to sell you models, but I will throw this out there. I have um, eight, I think eight boxes of Cadians. That is the entire kit, but they're just missing the legs. So if you want to build this army, hit me up. I'll sell those things to you for like dirt cheap because I had to rob the legs out of them to build my militia army. But you could, you know, find some legs on eBay for cheap or go to Max Mini or buy third party or maybe you already have extras or whatever. Um, I'd probably sell you these things for like $10 a box or something. And I have eight boxes of them. So that'd give you 80 dudes right there if you could just find some legs for them for cheap. But, um, that would be the only sucky thing. Other than that, it's really pretty much the same list. It's just, you know, it's just finding more levies or whatever to throw in there and paint and all that. Dude, people on eBay are giving away Catachans. So just go on eBay and... Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Just buy a whole, like, old Catachan army for cheap. People just don't show no love for Catachans. I was actually looking up, uh, Ryan, I was actually looking up uh, different third-party parts for you. And if you go to Mad Robot Miniatures, they have some, like, really dope uh, Mad Max-style torsos you can put on your guys. Like, if you... Because you, you had put in your post that you uh, had some Marauder units from uh, Age of Sigmar that you wanted to use. And I was like, let me go ahead and see what would go... What would make these Age of Sigmar Marauders, or I guess, you know, just Chaos Marauders, look all 30K-ish... And so I was looking through all these bits to, like, try and help you out to make it look a little bit more legit. And, uh, yeah, dude, we found these, like, Mad Max torsos you can put. And, like, they look legit 30K Mad Max style. And then I found some badass heads, too, but they wouldn't really go with your army. I was kind of thinking, like, in my heart, I was like, what would make this, like, list, like, really fucking cool? But, like, not make them look super chaosy so they can trick people? And I was kind of thinking, like, just imagine, like, some ripped-ass dude and, like, some like Mad Max style like armor and there's just like these all they all have gas masks, you know? And like just you can't see their faces or like maybe they all have ball calvas or something, you know? That'd know. be cool. They also that mad robot place, that's where I got my arms for my levies. They make this they have like these guys that are supposed to look just like feral dudes. Yeah. And um their ar the arms are bare, so they would fit well with your catching theme. And they have like chainsaw like you know, swords, knives, like little 
bracer things with blades on the back of them, punch daggers, things like that. They look pretty cool. Oh yeah, um, I, I bought those. I forget which which set it's called, but it's on Mad Robot. You can find them. It's pretty easy to. They have a nice site that's easy to navigate. And the dude um, that that runs it's super cool to work with. I don't know if you ever worked with him directly, but he's like legit. No, I mean I just I just put in an order. You know, just did it like normal or whatever. My stuff. I got all my stuff. All the casts were good. Um, there was a little bit of flash to clean up on them, but that's to be expected. But there wasn't anything that was like jacked up or miscast. And you know, it came in a reasonable amount of time. And I felt like the the prices on the products were, you know, fair for what you're getting. But um, anyway, that that's that's what I would do to swap your list around. Um, like later on, if, they're called they're called lichen sawtooths. Okay, yeah. So they're supposed to be like his feral guard unit from that mad robot guy. So later on, if you just see it totally balls deep in militia and really, really like the militia army, I didn't want to put these in your list just because there's so much money to get. But um, I'm doing a couple Gorgons for my army, which really help militia out because they don't have any other transport. So the way you fit Gorgons and like if you want to run a tainted flesh army because you have to take levies levies can't take a gorgon but you can take a militia unit that's 20 man strong that can then take a gorgon and they'll only take up half of the transport capacity so then you can just buy a 20 man base levy squad and then they can ride in there with them so you're still putting 40 guys in and it's just two separate units and super heavies can hold two you know more than one unit and then the gorgon has rules where two units can disembark from it a turn so they can still all get out so that's something like future, if you really want to build this army, you might look into maybe uh, dropping some of the demon allies or getting rid of the, the Stormlord or whatever, you know, whatever you want to do, the Ogren squad, something like that, and maybe finding some room for some uh, Gorgons to get your guys across the table to get in close combat. But anyway, that's that's my thoughts on that. Such a solid investment. You could always use a Gorgon everywhere i just built two i just built two. they're kind of a pain in the dick to build but they they look awesome when you get done um i spiked all mine up i'm gonna paint them all rusty and shit bunch of blood and crap smeared all over the outside of it with sigils and stuff all these spikes all over it they'll look pretty cool i'm just trying to figure out like how would you paint that up if you were doing like a not full chaos but like sneaky chaos army um, if you're wanting to do it corn themed, I mean, you could just paint it like just real weathered, like weather it real heavy or whatever, where it just looks like, you know, it's dirty, like you haven't bothered cleaning it or whatever. And, um, yeah, I mean, you could also just go full where it's got blood and shit smeared all over it, but just say that it's after they've already, you know, committed the act of treachery and revealed it, that it's, it's like, you know what I mean? Like. Make it look normal, yeah, just heavily weathered. Like, don't put a bunch of spikes and shit on it, but then you could put, like, blood or whatever where the, the deals already went down. Just the whole inside's just, like, completely covered in blood. Yeah, you could do that. Put some chaos symbol, especially on a Gorgon, because the whole top's open so you can see the, all the inside. You could do some crazy stuff on the inside that wouldn't be visible on the outside. That could be neat. I was thinking when you said earlier you are talking about the making a Stormlord like a... Uh kind of like a personal transport for his stroke psyker and all that stuff. I was thinking yeah, like with the ogres in it. Yeah. Do you remember back in the day when they had the, Oh, you have all the Catachans. So do you remember the Catachan they made specifically for the Lehman Russ? 
he sat on the side of the Lehman Russ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because you, yeah, he, like, has his last gun kind of on his hip up at an angle or whatever, and he's, like, leaning. Yeah. I love that model. I love the idea of that model. I've always wanted to make a tank just, like, covered in, like, just, like, a bunch of, like, Catachans or, like, you know, World War II-looking models that are just, like, sitting all over the tank, just, like, chilling. Like, just, you know. So if you had a tank like a Stormlord or, like, a Gorgon where, like, there's just, like, Catachans just, like, chilling on it, that'd be so cool. Just, you know, a little food for thought. A little food for thought, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So... But yeah, I mean that's it. That's all we got, man. That's the list. I hope it uh hope it works out for you. It sounds like a good good plan. Uh I'm pretty sure that D Thurster is gonna do a lot of the work for you. So <laughs> uh, I was kinda I was talking to Ryan about how perhaps, you know, you didn't have enough armor on the table to to really I mean like I could really see that uh storm blade or even the bane the bane blade getting knocked out probably first turn second turn but then i remember you have this d d thirster that everybody's gonna be shooting at so i think it's gonna let you get across the table pretty fucking quickly <laughs> yeah the, you know you well got, like i said i like th- this other list if he switches to it you can bubble wrap it pretty good where they're gonna have to shoot it with like really long range stuff like as long as you can't come in and just like plug it with a bunch of melted guns or whatever at super close range i mean there's not I mean, it's going to be fairly hard to kill right off the bat. I mean, like you, I mean, somebody takes a bunch of flyers with crack and penetrators. It is what it is. But I mean, that doesn't really, you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter what you do at that point. Hey, crack and penetrators so, versus super heavies. Not always the best way to go. Yeah. I mean, and this thing does have nine hole points. So I guess I figure if they like have to shoot all their heavy, heavy weaponry at that, like you said, that it allows the bloodthirster to close. Um, if they're scared of that bloodthirster and are shooting at that, you know, it gives you more turn, you know, more turns to shoot with whatever super heavy you take. So, I don't know. Could work out. Send us a picture of your list, dude. I'm, like, totally excited to see how you're going to make all this up. Post it on the uh, Forgotten Legion uh, Facebook page. I'd like to see what this list actually looks like when you're all done, when it's all said and done. Because I like me some Catachan models and some corn Catachan. I just really feel like, I don't, I don't know. What you, you're... Could do some, you could do some neat stuff with it. Yeah. Real neat stuff. So, but anyway, so that's it, man. Uh, that's it for the list. Uh, do you want to plug any events or anything like that? You got anything coming up that you want to drop? I know your your uh, buddy's running that toy convention. So is your sister. Yep, um, that is here in Indiana, in Bloomington, Indiana, on uh, August twenty eighth, the day after my birthday. So I will be going down there and making my wife buy me a toy for my birthday. Um, but uh, that's the uh, Indie Comic and Toy Expo. Um, it's You can find them on Facebook or whatever. Um, if you have trouble finding it, just shoot me an email and I'll send you a link to it. The other thing is every week we go over this, the Michigan GT is coming up. It's the last weekend of September, which bleeds over into October. Um, so it's, a, it's an all-weekend event, multiple day. Um, I don't even know if there's still spots open. I haven't looked. This is very unprofessional, but it is what it is. Um, I'm signed up. I know that uh, David Sampson's going. Uh, a lot of my local guys are going. So looks like a really good time. Uh, they have that uh, kind of funky point system where you build a 2,000-point list and then you build two 500-point lists and none of the models can cross over. So you can play, like, I guess you, you know, 
you can choose to play different levels of game or they'll say that we're going to only play 2,500 points. So you have to decide which of your two lists to combine or whatever. So I actually have to resubmit mine. Uh, I I submitted it and it was accepted, but then this new red book came out and it changed some stuff. So, um, yeah, so I got to change some things. I was actually going to talk to you about that. So what do you think? So I got extra points to spend. So my list before... My list before, I had two tactical squads and rhinos. Um, I'm considering getting rid of one of the rhinos and putting them in a anvilus instead. Now, I already have a Charybdis in the army, so it would be two drop pods, so I'm breaking my own rules of never running even number of drop pods. But I don't know, like... It's not really a competitive choice. It was just so I have a different model. It's more for when I set up my display board, what would look cooler, a rhino or this Dreadclaw. Um, so I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Dreadclaw all so. day. All day. You think so? My all rhinos day. look pretty cool, though. Like, they have all the candles and all the, like, extra shit on them and the word bearer doors and all that. My Dreadclaw is the old style. You've seen it. It's the old Chaos Space Marine one with all the trim and Chaos symbols and stuff on it. Oh, so, I, I, I don't know. I haven't decided. I'll either I'll either just put additional close combat weapons on the um, tactical units for like forty points, and you know maybe some extra war gear on some guys, or I'll drop that rhino and then drop a terminator and use those points to put an anvilus in. I haven't decided yet, but I don't know. I'll figure it out and resubmit my list. So, do you have any events coming up? Uh, next week at the Toy Soldier up in Carrollton, Texas, we have uh, Tavalis, Battle of Tavalis Prime, I believe is what it's called. 2,500 points. Uh, I know it's put, being put on by the Baby Seals Club. Uh, that's actually going to be this weekend. Uh, not sure what the tickets are looking like. I, I know that they were pushing it pretty hard. So, look at this. Look at this shit. Look, at, look, look, what is, look what's in our mouth. <laughs> is that the magos it's the magos dude like straight Again. up the cat I'm, the cat I'm, is after that magos i you moved to hide that thing i moved it to my desk and she was being so sweet pretending to be asleep and then i look up and bam it's in her mouth like as she's laying here like pretending to be asleep asleep with the magos in her mouth i don't know why she likes chewing it dude but Anyway, it's Dallas Prime. It's going to be this weekend. Uh, go check it out. If you're in the Dallas area, go give it a shot. Uh, super cool guys. Baby Seals Club. Love those guys. Uh, they were actually at Alamo GT. We got to hang out with them. Uh, so I'm pretty sure they're going to put on a fucking wicked event. Um, other than that, man, I always have to plug this because I think it's such a cool thing. The Scandis Box Dread Challenge. You know, I've got my Box Dread. Uh, the guys over the Varangian Heresy podcast, if you haven't listened to them, go check them out. They're putting on the Scandis Box Dread Challenge, which is basically you just take a box dread and you make it look badass. It's a Castaferum pattern dreadnought. Uh, you can use the Mark IV Ironclad or the Mark IV just like normal dreadnought, but you cannot use any Contemptor parts. Uh, or a Hellbrute, unless a, you're an outlaw like, or unless you're an outlaw like me, and give no fucks that you do it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no Leviathan parts, nothing like that. It's got to be straight as box of dread. Mine's a Mortis dreadnought, which you know, dude, 
I've always like envisioned making this model and I never had an army that would work for us. Not even like a really competitive model, but he just looks so sweet. Like true anti-aircraft like looking guy. If you're looking for a reason to build a dreadnought the way you want to build them and not have to worry about all the rules and regulations, build you up a oh, dreadnought for the Scandis challenge. I think it's due by October, so you got plenty of time if you plan on doing it. But uh, just go uh, check those guys over at the Ring and Heresy. Check out their Facebook page, and you can uh, figure out how to get your dreadnought entered. Just remember to take a picture of it before you start painting it. That way they know that you actually built it. Other than that, that's the only event I got. Only two events. Yeah. So I finished my Thunderbolts. With their little, finished. Baby, their little baby missiles. I'm- I'm super pumped. Your super hiddles. pumped about the new heat heat seeker rule. Me and you were talking about that. The heat seeker hiddles. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you like drop some knowledge on the people and why the Thunderbolt just got so much better for you? Um so they changed the new heat seeker rule in this the new Marine Red Book. Uh and it's not like in a model section, it's actually in like the universal rule section in the back. So I would think it would you know, and, and Heat Seeker is a Forge World specific rule. It's not like a Games Workshop rule. So it, anything Forge World in the past, they've always just said use the, you know, latest incarnation of it, whatever. You look at the copyright dates in the front of the book, like whatever the newest incarnation of that rule, you know, it, it works for all the models with that rule. Um, so if you look at a Thunderbolt fighter, it has heat uh, missiles, the... Uh, Kinetic piercers are strength six AP two armor bane with heat seeker. So if you look in the actual militia book, I don't even know that heat seeker is uh, listed in there. But anyway, in the new marine book, it's in there, and they've changed it to um, you re with a, a weapon with heat seeker rerolls all ones uh, to hit and all ones for armor penetration. So why this is so good on a Thunderbolt, a Thunderbolt's already BS4, and then you can buy ground-tracking uh, auguries, which make it BS5 when shooting at ground targets. So obviously the only way to miss is to roll a 1, which now you get to re-roll due to Heat Seeker, which is awesome. So it basically makes your missiles twin-linked. And then the Thunderbolt already has two twin-linked auto cannons and a twin-linked glass cannon, so it basically makes all its guns twin-linked. And then because the Kinetic Piercer is Armor Bane, you're rolling um, two dice to pin, unless unless you're shooting the cast and Dracos. Just slipping that in there. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> so uh, you roll two dice to roll the pin. So obviously you you have double double the chance of rolling a one. And if that happens, you get to re-roll it with this new heat seeker rule. And with the increase in points to like lightning strike fighters, which we know how popular those were before, this thunderbolt with these kinetic piercers, the the missiles on this thing. Although they're not AP one and they're two less strength, they have a, uh, you know, you get to maybe reroll armor pin when you roll like shit and roll ones, um, and they're going to be more accurate because they're essentially going to be twin linked. And then on top of that, your secondary weapon loadout is two twin linked auto cannons on top of the twin linked glass cannon that it shares with the lightning. But the thunderbolt has an extra hole point uh, on it. And it's it's cheaper because the Krakens went up on the Lightning, and these Kinetic Piercers just come stock on the uh, Thunderbolt. So I think the Thunderbolt's 210 with the ground-tracking auguries. I want to say that the Lightning with, you know, double Krakens and the 
ground tracking and all that. They're basically the same points cost, but I feel like these Thunderbolts got, you know, a pretty decent boost and they're on par uh, with a Lightning now, which I like. Good guy. Nobody saw it coming. So I like it. Uh, I mean, other than like the big thing that the the Lightning does have is the the AP one, which is a you know it's a it's a big deal. But I don't think this thing's bad at all. I mean, it it definitely that that change to Heat Seeker. It's small, but I mean, it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people roll in with a Lightning and roll three ones for their four missiles. Just it's whiff, just like whiff all have, day. I know. It's... Have you have you have you done it? I mean, I yeah. know you run them a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Whiffing is like the worst. You're like, can't lose, can't be rolling. Like, dude, all I gotta roll is twos. Boom, boom, two ones. Oh, there goes fucking fifty points down the fucking right. drain. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this thing, uh, as long as you're not shooting at you know jet bikes, why or skimmers, why? I mean, I mean, don't shoot your krakens at a fucking javelin. Just don't, or your kinetic piercers at a javelin. You know, just don't. So. Anyway, like against like ninety nine point nine percent of targets you're gonna run into, these are twin linked. So if you roll, you know, a bunch of handful of ones, you don't have to worry about it. Just pick them up and re-roll them. All so. day. Unload the missiles. So that was a, a weird a weird spot to talk about missiles since we've already half wrapped up the show, but that you know, that just, just happened. Sneak it in the end, dude. That's the way to do it. Sneak, sneak it in the end. <laughs> the sneaky P. Here's the sneaky P. <laughs> Well, all right, guys. I appreciate y'all uh, listening to the show. Listen, appreciate y'all uh, making it this far. Uh, probably gonna just go ahead and close the show out with some sweet music. Uh, probably be, probably be that same band we've been doing because it's been like I do that when that pop comes in. I just love it every time. So, unless, <laughs> do, you, do you want me to put on a song? Do you want me to put on some special music to close out to? Anything in your quest? No, whatever you want to listen to, man. All right, Teletubbies, it is. Teletubbies. <laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, once again, if y'all have any requests for anything or if y'all have any lists you want us to review, Michael or Ryan at warhammer30k.com. We'll get your email, review your list. Take care of you guys. If you have a dis- topic of discussion you want us to go over, let us know. We're always open to suggestions. But uh, that's it, guys. Man, I hope you have a, a great whatever time of day it is wherever you're at. Later. Shout out to the 61-year-old ladies that listen to the podcast. Once again, shoot me an email, ladies. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. The elevator opens for no one And plans are making me I'm paralyzing to you And plans are making me and plans are making me Everyone looks like everyone Just like snowflakes were already now Just too busy to accept it And we already Everyone Passing days just like buttons This one time this friend of mine No way that was me No way that was me 